Welcome to the fifth episode of Zabani. This is a podcast event brought to you by the Statesmanship Program. We at Zabani plan to bring to you a conventional topic in an atypical manner. This week, we talk about the education system, uh, the challenges that it faces, and the reforms that can be brought around in the same. This week, we have with us Mr. Sahil Nahar. Mr. Sahil Nahar is the co-founder of Fortitude, an NGO based out of Pune, which aims to do one good deed every month. This is a student-run organization, and who better than students can talk about the education system itself? We are uh, extremely grateful to have you here with us, Mr. Nahar. Um, beginning with the discussion, um, will so basically we the government introduced the new education policy 2020, and um, it's a far-ranging policy which talks about various aspects of schooling and colleges as well. So, um, what are your opinions on the same, and how do you you know? Uh, project this plans out. Okay, so well, uh, the new education policy—it's a policy as of now. It's just a framework. So, and it's pretty exciting the way they have come up with it. The plans that they have come up with is pretty exciting and interesting. But it's still to be seen how they are going to implement it. But uh, as far as there are a few very important key takeaways from the policy, which I personally like. and something i wish that if i were in school i would have enjoyed this a lot more so uh, it's it's a good plan it's a wonderful plan that the government has come up with and one one of the most important things that i see in this is it is not a one size fits all kind of a policy so the education system that we had till now was okay this is a general curriculum everyone must follow it but now it's much more flexible it's much more personal uh, which is going to help the students a lot and uh, it begins all the way from grassroots level so now the new education policy uh, defines anganwadi or the lower kindergarten education as formal education so students are involved in the system all the way from the age of 3 uh, which is going to be wonderful which is being done in a lot of countries already uh, it wasn't happening in india and this is going to help now the other important thing that they have come up with is the experiential learning aspect of it so it it's going to be more hands on more uh, interesting more involving as compared to what we would do only with books and uh, it's it's going to remove the rote learning culture that we have had all along it's it's not only about marks anymore where uh, you have to learn and you have to make sure what you have mugged up has to come out on the paper but it's more about understanding what you are trying to do in school and uh, well if you see they have also uh, made the exams more student centric and more learn centric rather than math centric so it's an it's going to be an all round evaluation with things like uh, self review and peer review uh, which is going to teach you skills uh, which are future ready like a lot of skills that the industry needs are not what you get from school today so this policy is going to go towards that then the other important thing that i feel is uh, importance given to vocational courses so courses like carpentry uh, maybe electric work uh, plumbing all these things which are not considered mainstream jobs in our country uh, but a very important skills for one to have so it's it's putting some focus on vocational learning and uh, it's also in a, what you impetus to internship based 
uh, education. So it, it has a provision for about 10 days a year to go backless, backless to school and understand all these things, do vocational things, which is again a very fun thing. I would have learned, uh, I would have loved to have carpentry as a subject in my school. So this, this is wonderful. Then uh, uh, when we go to higher classes, so till date, what we all had was after class maths or commerce, like you had three options, you have to fit in one. But with the new education policy coming in, once it comes in, it will be a mix. So a person uh, who wants to do maybe science, but also wants to learn geography or maybe psychology can take up those subjects because it's not going to be a stream anymore. It's just going to be education. So this is one fun aspect of it. The same thing has been done in college degrees as well. So it's a very flexible course where you can start whenever you want, you can leave whenever you want and you get recognition for whatever you have done till date. So you can leave in one year, two years, or maybe, and you will have that much very important as compared to what we have currently. So this is one more important, this is one wonderful aspect of it. Then there is the, there is a good use of technology. Like they have laid importance. They have given importance to using technology as an educational tool, which I think is wonderful because even though we all say we use technology today, we don't know how to actually make the most of it. Uh, we know how to use our phones. We know how to play games, but we don't know how to use it to our, we are not very aware. I won't say we don't know, but we are not very aware of how to use it to our advantage. So if we start getting a hands-on on technology at an earlier age, at a very young age, it's going to be helpful. They have introduced coding from class six itself. So if everyone knows the basics of coding, it's going to be wonderful when you go in front of a computer or when you are sitting for a job, you do understand what's happening behind the scenes. So if I were to summarize all in all, it's a very progressive thing. It's a wonderful thing. And I would have loved it to have come a little sooner, but, uh, one thing that I can say is, uh, if implemented well, if implemented the way they have laid out the vision, this is going to take the country ahead. This is going to take the entire educational system ahead because apart from the points that I've mentioned, the government has also laid down some goals. Like they want to increase the GER, the gross enrollment rate in schools, and they want to reduce the dropout ratio which is wonderful. And if everyone completes education, even let's say up to class 12, they will be ready to do a lot of other things apart from the labor work that they can do. So this is, this is wonderful. Like this is, this is an important step. And if done well, it's going to be wonderful for our country. I completely agree that, you know, even I would have wanted to be introduced earlier when I was in school, uh, like when we're on the topic of reforms itself, I think one of the reforms which was imposed upon us without our will was the pandemic and the way it completely changed the landscape with respect to education is that. And now Absolutely. with the coronavirus pandemic forcing education systems to go online, there is pretty much not a choice. So right, there, there is a unique set of um, challenges that both educators and students face in uh, online learning systems. So, you know, how do you um, envision that these challenges that are being posed by an online system be tackled in a comprehensive manner. So that's quite true that this is one of the most uh, important problems that the education system is facing today. Uh, I myself had to 
like even though i've just finished my education the last two months of my college happened online so i can say that we we are still way behind in coping up with what's happening or uh, in terms of the educators and in terms of students as well so i, I if you ask me i personally love being in school being around my friends being around my peers it's a different kind of education because school is not only for learning or college is not only for learning it's it's about your overall growth where uh, you are sitting with someone else and you you are listening to someone you do a lot of things but as we have the pandemic going on we have to adapt like adaptability is the most important thing so going online is the way of the future and sure like uh, if you not everyone is from a technology background and when you suddenly ask someone to okay go on zoom and take a lecture it's going to be difficult there are a lot of teachers who have experience of 35 40 years in teaching school students like they are amazing mathematics or science teachers but they didn't have ppts uh, to teach they would make their notes and they would come and teach on the blackboard so when you suddenly force a teacher to go online and maybe say okay now take a zoom lecture it, it's difficult for them they have to figure out a lot of things like uh, there is screen sharing there is audio sharing making the ppt in itself and then of course in the initial st- stages even there was a lot of online bullying like random people would come and trouble teachers they would interrupt lectures this 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 was a big problem which a lot of teachers have now started to cope up with they have now understood it's been almost 8 months so they have now understood how to go about it and how to deal with these things but it was initially very difficult like not everyone has a stable internet connection even today so everyone is uh, like a teacher is expected to have a stable internet connection but that is not the reality today there were a few funny images where a teacher is sitting on top of a tree just to take a lecture so they have adapted the teachers have done their best to adapt and so the students so should the students like i can completely understand it is difficult to sit in front of a screen for two hours and listen to a lecture then sit in the classroom and listen to a lecture i don't expect anyone to be able to do that so easily in front of a screen but uh, going by the certain situations we have to make the most of it we as students uh, have to cope up with the entire scenario and there are a few ways to do it like uh, in school was the discipline that really about but about the overall discipline being around people so if we inculcate the similar discipline in ourselves uh, even when we are sitting in front of a screen even basically in an online school uh, by logging in on time by leaving on time by completing our assignments uh, this is going to be helpful like this is going to be one of the more active ways to cope because you will still feel that you are there you are available uh, you are you are present in the scenario by being on time i have also heard that a few schools made it compulsory for students to wear the uniform when they are sitting for the lectures so yeah it's just a little bit and maybe yeah. shorts under it but, but they did like to give the feel uh, of an online things if uh, schools have done that then they should proactively get uh, involved in the entire process like they should discuss they should come up with questions and one other thing when it comes to technology today is the ample amount of distraction that we have so if we 
remove all these distractions around us or if we said okay for the next two hours maybe i'm not going to touch my phone or uh, i'm not going to play youtube on a second tab this way it will definitely help them to cope up with the entire thing and understand something because the schools being getting uh, knowledge from a teacher is the important thing over here and if we are present there and if we are available this is going to be definitely helpful does make a lot of sense like and especially you know talking about how everything's gone online and the peer to peer interaction wherein you're part of a physical classroom that has not just had you know challenges with respect to the learning itself but it poses unique uh, challenges that we have not faced with respect to mental health also with people with online like how you mentioned right bullying being a part of the initial phases and it still continues like in online classroom so we have the unique threat of you know bullying teachers being conscious about their own privacy and security and not just that even with kids uh, go, you know being trapped in houses a lot of them might not come from how you know families with proper backgrounds they might have conflicts at home as well so this entire you know online learning situation at this moment and even when it is offline mental health has been one of those things which has been ignored in our schooling structure from the initial phases itself so uh, you know how do you how do you propose that you know we go about and make the education system more student and educator friendly when it comes to mental health right so this is a very relevant thing and it is high time that we considered mental health as an important aspect and not a taboo anymore like our society should evolve to consider mental health issues to be something real something that exists and it's it's a strange statistics but more than 15 million people in our country itself are facing mental issues but they are not talking about it they do probably they don't even know they are having some they are facing something like this and if we start doing this from the grassroots level like if we start making this a topic of conversation a part of our curriculum all the way from the school level this is going to be a very important uh, this is going to be an important step to move ahead because uh, a lot of young kids basically if we talk about school students uh, a majority of these uh, students are uh, facing depression they have anxiety they have a lot of stress trying to cope up with the academics the co-curriculars their peers their families there are family situations at times so it's a difficult situation and we hear stories about young kids being suicidal trying to uh, just because they couldn't get enough marks or uh, maybe they got a wrong result so these things are very sensitive and uh, it should be inculcated like if this begins at the school level if this is inculcated in the curriculum itself uh, it's it's going to be helpful like uh, helping kids when we say we want when i say that it's included in the curriculum what i mean is making this a part of topic uh, making ma- making this a part of conversation uh teaching skills like teaching them coping mechanism and skills like meditation or other things that are going to help them come out of situations because things like bullying happens very often happen very often in schools and if a student goes under the pressure then they are going to face depression they are going to face anxiety and it's it's going to be very stressful it's going to be harmful to them 
uh, one other important thing that needs to be included at a very young age is the gen gender sensitivity aspect and the part of consent. Like if we start doing it at a younger age, it's going to help the society evolve in totality. So these topics can also be included in our curriculum, in our uh, teaching learning plans. So also uh, when we say awareness, even a lot of teachers are not aware about this. Like uh, they do come, but they are not, uh, they are not equipped with skills uh, to uh, identify someone who has an emotional problem or a, or a mental problem and to uh, deal with the situation. They might just rule them away. So something in terms of teachers would be that they go through these programs. There are a lot of programs available for teachers. A lot of schools are doing them. So if they go through these programs to identify these problems, to identify these students and make a different effort towards them, it's, it's going to help them in general. Then uh, with the advent of technology, there is, there are tests and there are methods to gauge someone's emotional quotient. So using this, uh, students can also be made more aware about topics like emotional intelligence and how to go about it. Uh, this is going to be helpful. Then uh, aggression is something that happens very often in students or in schools, school students, young students, like uh, it's easy to get enraged, but teaching coping mechanisms or uh, talking about them is, is going to be helpful. Because one thing that I have personally noticed in my school was if someone would go to a school doctor for maybe a fever or headache, it was normal. But if someone went to the school counselor, it would be a sensitive topic and everyone would discuss it in the lunch break. So this is something that we need to move out of. This is something that uh, through regular awareness and by having small conversations, by giving it out in small, uh, in small steps, small amounts uh, will help the society at large. So I think uh, awareness and making it a part of curriculum in small ways. Like it shouldn't be seen as an additional burden or one more test or a subject, but it should be more of a regular plan, a daily teaching learning plan where a few modules are delivered with a mental health aspect to it. This could be very helpful in schools and education in general. Makes complete sense. I mean, I remember a line that if you want a student to understand something, don't make it a hundred mark paper. So it makes sense that, you know, making it a separate paper itself would just increase the burden. Now, considering the situations we're working with right now, you know, like if you look at the this year's admission pattern or the Delhi University, uh, colleges like Lady Shiram declared a hundred percent cutoff, right? And with that being in focus, we realize that the outcome, the kids that come out of these colleges still aren't employable. Like that, even though uh, the mark, the cutoffs are increasing, the tension of education, you know, getting into these colleges is so difficult. We understand that even the best of the colleges in the country aren't able to create employable people at the end. So, uh, you know, skill uh, development and vocational learning is something that we have seen in Advent. We've seen the conversation begin in the last five to 10 years now, at least, but it's still a relatively new field and, you know, expecting the government to do all of it is extremely unreasonable as well. Right. So how can kids themselves and at small levels, like at, at a baseline school level, at a college level, how can skill development be taught to kids and, you know, be nurtured as a basic human life skill. So to answer this, 
to talk about this let's say, uh, world economic forum uh, very recently came up with a set of skills like came up with a set of 10 skills uh, which are going to be more important in the future like uh, the ones that industry wants i have a few of them listed down over here and so what out of these 10 a few that they came up with was analytical thinking and innovation uh, critical thinking and analysis uh, leadership and social influence and technology technology not technology in general but its use its development and its control so uh, when we look at this this is not only the world economic forum but a lot of organizations a lot of industries are talking about having these skills having these hard and soft skills in a student uh even today a lot of class a lot of school students are not effective communicators or they 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 are still scared of they have this stage fear or they they are just scared about communicating or talking in front of a crowd and what usually happens in such situations is when you can't communicate you can't convey it's going to be misunderstood so if we like this is a very basic skill communication uh begins at a very lower level and then you can go towards technology so if we start focusing on these skills uh, then there is like they have mentioned they have put focus on leadership skills leadership and entrepreneurship lead these are two skills that the uh, entire industry is looking forward to today because they they want responsible employees they want people who will take the charge and get their work done and this can be inculcated in a student from the school level itself like uh by making all these uh, by having all these leadership positions by giving a responsibility to a student and by letting them take charge of activities this can begin from the school level uh, apart from this social being having some social influence being empathetic is also something that is looked uh, looked up to and if students at the younger age itself get involved in social activities uh, maybe awareness maybe something for the society uh, through the platform of a school uh, it's going to help them get these develop these important skills that they won't get by sitting inside a school now again uh, technology has been spoken about everyone today everyone is expected to know how to use a basic maybe microsoft office or uh, set up a zoom call but uh, it's even then it's a very difficult task for a lot of people so if we start being more aware about the current technological trends and uh, doing basic things like coding or maybe looking at how software works from a basic level for everyone it's it's going to help them in the industry because as you rightly said a lot like there are maybe a million uh, engineers in our country but hardly 2 or 5% of them are employable it's a very vague statistic but it is there and this is because they are not ready like we we go to colleges but the current curriculum that we have or the syllabus that we have is not adapt to what the industry wants or uh, the industry is looking for a few specific skills that not everyone has like uh, Uh, they are looking for data science artificial learning or such skills which is not a part of curriculum even now in our country so if we start doing this uh, if we start doing basics of this at a school level and maybe even in 
class 11 and 12 it's going to be helpful uh, the new education policy it has spoken in these terms and it has given the ground for a general entrance exam from the from whenever this policy is uh, maybe implemented so this is going to give students the availability to study all these skills to understand more about this now they can take diplomas because now it's it's become a trend not all of them are doing it but the big uh, big industries big uh, employers they are looking for skills and they are not looking for degrees anymore so having a degree is not as important as having the rightful skill that the company wants or the employer wants so if we start focusing on these things if we start uh, giving some importance to internships like making internships as a part of a curriculum is going to help because uh, then the employer doesn't have to worry about if he is uh, if the candidate in general is uh, able to cope up with the office or the working situ situation they know okay they have completed an internship and they are trained to be there they are trained to work this is going to help in making engineers employable because i completely and this is my personal opinion but the curriculum or the syllabus that we follow today is not even close to what the industry wants you're still far behind and it's it's all the way it's all up to students to work on themselves to work on these skills uh, to keep practicing because uh, the let's say the entrance exams or the industry after you pass out of college wants requires you to have critical thinking skills and logical skills but there is no logical subject in your four year degree or maybe a three year degree students sometimes are not able to suddenly cope up for a test so if the students themselves start preparing at an start preparing this start getting involved at a regular interval like they are always involved they start reading up about things they start understanding it's going to help them become employable there has to be an effort from their end as well because uh, all colleges have a soft skill uh, learning program they have a technical skill learning program they have a lot of programs but even then even after all of this students are not employable so it has to come from both ways the government is doing its job it's up to us on if we want to be employable and if you want to do it so i i put the ball in the students court over here when i say that even they have to take a responsibility to get themselves to do something to maybe take up an initiative be entrepreneurial uh be a doer rather than just a thinker or a maybe just a thinker so yes so very really honest like um, something like education policy making is something that would require a substantial amount of time for any government of any geopolitical scenario to adapt to and it's important that kids at the same time make a equivalent uh, you know of choice from their end as well so this week in zabani we talked about how education system needs to be reformed with respect the nep and how its implementation is key and how we will be looking upon the same at later points of time how mental health is something that needs to be talked about and um, the conversation starts at school level with inclusion in curriculum itself and how online learning poses a unique set of challenges and finally talking about how employability is something that you know students need to proactively approach and learn soft skills that the industry demands uh, with that we come to an end to the fifth episode of zapani we are very thankful to mr sahil nahar for joining us here at zawani to this episode thank you so much sir with that being said uh, 
please uh, follow the statesmanship program on instagram facebook and uh, for more such content about multiple social themes as well and stay tuned for the next episode of zawani as we bring to you another unconventional topic in an atypical manner this is mehul joshi an editor at the statesmanship program uh, signing off thank you so much